Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and so many theories. You can follow The Story Tinker right here on YouTube, as well as all podcast platforms. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. If you like what you see, please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 34 of Purple Hyacinth on Story Tinker Podcast. And today we are with Bundan and Fluke. Hi. Who are being very kind with their schedule. So I'm appreciative. And this episode is Baneful Belladonna. And I just looked up by Baneful because I know, you know, it's not, I know what a bane is, but Baneful turns out is harmful or destructive. So that's Belladonna for us. And we open up with the, the ending of last episode where Belladonna, you know, kind of like surreptitiously tells Kieran, you know, it's not very polite to eavesdrop Kieran. She knows Tyrion. his name. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Now we see his reaction. Tyrion go, he smiles because, duh, of course he's going to smile. And he's like, crumbs, there's no hiding anything from you, Belladonna Davenport. And he just like has this cutesy little face. Adorable. The derp face. I can't believe, I can't believe this man has killed hundreds. <laughs> you say that every time. I know. After every time. But this man has killed hundreds. And he's going like, oh, crumbs. And like, Bruh. Oh my gosh, have we ever heard him curse? I don't think we've heard him curse. Not yet. I, I've been keeping a tally. Big I keep, a, I keep a tally about every, every time characters say the F word. Oh my later. gosh, really? <laughs> so, so I don't want to spoil who's number one in that tally right now, but yeah. <laughs> it should be Harvey, though. Because he was like F-bombing when Lucas got mad about his coffee cup. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> But, you know, he did, so. <laughs> so Bella asks him, what brings you around here? And Kieran, you know, he does this again, like this leaning over, like, charismatic, threatening thing, charming. Well, let's just say your little secret operation is doing so poorly that it's only a matter of time before the leader wants you all dead. <laughs> After all, four of its main shareholders are already behind bars and in the papers. I'm just doing some prep work. Mm. I get till you make it, Kieran. The confidence, mm-hmm. acting like you. This was your plan the whole time. He's quick on his feet. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, he literally just learned it a second ago. <laughs> he's just like, I'm here because I'm going to prepare for something I knew all along. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, he has, he's got the moves. He's smooth. <laughs> and Bella's like, so you knew Flemings and I were meeting. And he's like, you aren't. We only know it all on the Phantom side, I'm afraid. He's such a liar. But he's a good liar. <laughs> well, if Lauren was here, it'd be all red. From both of them, probably. Just everything. Uh-huh. What I find hilarious is that the bunch of you believe the OR operation could pass under the leader's radar. <laughs> They're just and- old friends meeting up like it's been a few years since they graduated from college they're just like so how you been that's the vibe i get just like needling each other it's like you're you know reuniting with your old college dormmate except now you're both um you know on the run because of several 
counts of murder. <laughs> and you know, she looks away from him. And she's like, oh, I don't think anyone expected such a fiasco. But only the pawns have been eliminated from the chessboard so far. So again, she had this very like hoity-toity attitude. She disdains people who she thinks are not so intelligent. Um, you know, how much of it is an act and how much of it is a persona versus like her real true thoughts. We don't know, but definitely her persona is very um, cynical and uncaring. What does that sound like kind of? I mean, in terms of having a persona that's kind of so integrated that you're not sure who's the real person. Who could that be? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and well, she says the masterpieces are still well in place. And Kieran asks, aren't you afraid the leader will exterminate you all? And she looks at him, pretty seriously maybe. I've known you for a long time, Kieran, and I can assure you that naivete doesn't really look good on you. She's calling his bluff. She's like, you're full of it. <laughs> so yeah, she's a sharp one. Mm -hmm. And now we switch to Lauren. Lauren is still in her maid suit and she has apparently just gotten into the room. So she's excited. She removes her eyeglasses, big ones. But she stole from her uncle, probably. <laughs> right. Cracks her, her knuckles. Um, takes out what was strapped to her thigh, which we find out is a camera. And now we see her from the top. We see like layout of the room, bed, furniture, blah, 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 curtains, desk. And we see her there. And she's like, Detective Sinclair is back in the field. <laughs> Just hearing little CSI music in the background. <laughs> Is there CSI music in the background? Like, you know, like the one for CSI, man, was like, yeah! That one song. The theme song for that one. I don't know. Just like general investigation music that you see on like any TV show. Picture that. Yeah, you know, I actually never watched those TV shows, but when I went to my mother-in-law's house in Holland, at that time, she was watching a ton of them, so... She had the TV on all the time. So that's when I saw it. <laughs> I used to watch that a lot with my sister when I was younger. So now she is taking her camera out and taking pictures. She's examining all the drawers, you know, looking for things, but they're empty. And she's disappointed. And now she decides to look at the coat rack and she sees the coat rack is the coat is dirty and she's like black smoke so his coat is filled with black smoke and on the hat too and she thinks fresh fairly fresh red marks at the edges mm. so he went to a place where the ground has a red tint he didn't take the time to change before coming here and she takes pictures so it was of utmost importance so again her deductive skills and she looks in the pockets and she sees it looks like um you know two things behind which we'll see in a second and crumpled a piece of paper and a key and she looks again in the pocket and she sees a oh i think the before it looks like money sorry and then she sees a ticket for a circus show so that admit one circus royale that's a strange thing to buy right after months spent overseas puts it back and now she opens up the suitcase she sees it looks like clothing and tabak. Tobacco, nice. probably. Mm -hmm. And she thinks, she's like, oh, at least he wasn't dumb enough to hide things in a suitcase that could be stolen. And looking at the desk, looking under the desk, she's like, surely he has something to hide. She's trying to find something, but where? And then she looks in, she sees herself in the mirror and 
kind of like looks at her reflection for a bit, looks like she has an idea and she smiles. It's like a victorious smile. And now, so she must have thought of something. Girl really loves being a detective. Yes, oh, I know. She likes it. Um, so there was just telling Christine about when we would probably finish. Then now we have, um, we go back to Bella and Kieran. And Kieran's like, what do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. And Bella laughs. It's cute. She's actually genuinely entertained. And she says, I'm sure the leader will eventually want to get rid of all of them. And he kind of has this grumpy face because he doesn't really know what she's saying. And, but then he clicks and he's like, so the leader charged you to keep an eye on the operation for him and take care of the nuisances at the same time. Boom. He's pretty sharp. He got it. I would not have gotten it, but. No. We don't, we're a small brain. He has all the brain cells. Well, some depending. I think maybe he's also used to the way the native side operates and he knows what to expect. Like all this backstabbing and double crossing thing. I think also he knows her very well so he can pick up on what she's putting down because like there's very few people who know his real name in the organization from what we've seen so they clearly have a history so I think they he understands her on a deeper level than most of the other fantasy side members he has to deal with regularly. Yeah, yeah. however they don't seem to be like actual genuine friends. No. They seem like maybe they had the friendship like maybe as kids we don't know how far back they go however the way that they treat each other now they're not them being happy to see each other like quotations is a facade both of them are treating each other purely professionally and they have no attachment outside of that right now that's seemingly no attachment sorry there's an issue with my laptop okay there we go so she laughs, and as the waiter is taking her empty glass, she says, how perceptive of you, Kieran. And Kieran asks, and the seventh doesn't suspect you? And she's like, kind of rolls her eyes. She's like, you know, I've been doing assassinations for him for, for a while. There are so many people you have to get rid of when you're taking care of the finances of a criminal organization. Mm. Okay, so is she saying that the seventh is in charge of finances? I think so. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, because she's basically saying she has to work for him a lot and does a lot of his work for, like, the assassinations for him because of the financials of the organization. Mm -hmm. It's giving me very big mafia vibes. So, and she says, anyways, he's come to trust me because of my incredible track record, I guess, which she's also like, you're in brags about herself. (laughs) And he's kind of looking at her, and I wonder if he has that look because he also has an incredible track record you know and something is triggering him because he asks her and why are you telling me all of this because you know it looks like like you said they're not friends they wouldn't share things unless there was a reason like they don't doesn't seem like there's a lot of mutual trust seems like everyone is always suspicious of each other um, especially given as we know like the backstabbing that goes on so he's asking Mm -hmm. And she kind of smirks and says, because I don't care what you do with this information. I just want to collect as much money as I have, as I can, before I have to kill them all. Interesting. I, here's where Lauren's detective ability would be great. Like, we would love to see if she's lying or not. You know, is she really just doing this for the money, or is there something else going on? 
<laughs> Sorry, dealing with the power cord of my laptop. If it unplugs, it will die immediately. Getting a new one soon. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. My theory is that if my theory is that she suspects Kieran is Loon, and then she wants Loon to, you know, get a head start with all of this or just get a lot of advantages, so she, so she can just be done with the Phantom Scythe because she she says it's like she just wants to collect as much money as i can before to kill them all implying that like to get the job done but i just think that like she wants the job done no matter how it's done so she can just be done herself with the phantom site it could that could be it could be both true in either way because like she could just be like wanting to be done with it and all that stuff but it's also like she knows that telling Kieran won't really affect anything in it because she's the one she she knows that they have to die anyways. So like she said, when they die doesn't really matter necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Layers. Onion. Yeah, but I mean there definitely <laughs> could be something to that. A smart cookie. I wouldn't be surprised if there was like stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't find out now or we haven't found out yet in the, in the 90s where we're up to. I wouldn't be surprised if she has her own schemes because she's very, she seems pretty self-serving and always looking out for herself and like I can try I trust her to have something going on yeah so and she tells him if you run around yelling from rooftops and I'm a snitch they'll just die sooner that's all (laughs) and he smiles he does that smirk because a lot of it is also the you know based on what he says next also he's like kind of posturing and showing like oh I'm just as evil and heartless as you are and rather than like caring about people's lives and he says you never change and you're still in your snake phase aren't you and suddenly his eyes like get dark he's smiling but his whole face gets dark and you know he's asking this for lauren he's doing lauren a favor now to see if she killed harvey and yeah that's kind of why his face gets dark because it's like serious now yeah they've got like that banter and he's he's still smirking but it's a bit darker so it's like you get the sense of him trying to be not not intimidating, but just kind of being like, I see past your bullshit, basically. Because I think that like the type of relationship they have, not necessarily friendship, but banter in a way, like the way that the back and forth that they've had so far is very not tongue-in-cheek, but kind of like that in a way. So them kind of playing through all of their personas because they know in a way how each other acts. So <laughs> yeah I, I I don't know how to say it differently they know each other and they know like each other's facades and how the other mask and they will have I think because they're both phantom scythe assassins they will always have that understanding of each other that no one else will have not even Lauren I think will be able to fully like understand what Kieran has experienced compared to Bella I think Bella will always, you know, know a little bit more than Kieran than anyone else. And the same goes for Kieran with Bella. Very unique experiences. Not many people can say they've done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that makes their relationship really important. So I'm praying that they, these two, like, it doesn't have to be romantic, but I don't really care what the nature of it is. It just, we need to see some development with them. 
agree. I would like to see that as well. And he continues with his cynicism and he's like, how tacky. And it seems like he's drawn out her blade on his, his own. And he, he pulls out her golden viper blade. He's like, mind sharing some tips with your old friend about how to keep the blade as shiny as yours? So, you know, he's like, okay, the old friend reference. And then the tips of the trade, the fact that they both use blades. And he's <laughs> just being sarcastic and funny as usual. And she's like, hmm, I wouldn't play with that. You risk cutting off one of your fingers and then endure a very agonizing death. <laughs> I, hope, I hope Kieran plays with it so he cuts off one of his fingers and endures a very agonizing death. Not very nice food. <laughs> I'm not also, you tame this violence in this household. <laughs> yes, I've heard. And, you know, his face is cut off because you kind of know he's thinking about, about Lauren's reaction to Harvey's death and how perturbed and angry she was. And, you know, he knows that Harvey suffered and he's feeling that, you know, and we kind of, I think we cut off his face because he's trying to hide his emotions and I'm sure he has them, but he always has to hide his emotions. But especially now he's trying to be blasé with, with Bella, not sure that it matters to him. Mm -hmm. I agree. Oh, but then his face in the next one, you know, it turns sober. He's not smirking anymore. And he says that golden viper venom isn't one of the softest ways to go. Hmm. Yeah, I like serious face, Kieran. I like that. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yep. And now we go back to Lauren, fittingly so, because he did this whole question for her. And she is looking behind the mirror and She's like, Kacha, looks like she has found documents behind the mirror. And it's, they had the same seal that was on McTrevor's papers. And that's what she says, <laughs> the same logo. Transaction concluded, we spotlight on it. And suddenly we hear a thump. Oh my, oh dear. And Lauren's like, quickly <gasps> puts the mirror back. And we see Fleming's coming down the hallway, thump, thump, thumping. Got a really cool outfit, I just realized. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's. Nice drip. People mm -hmm. in the fandom say I've had great drip. Like, it sucks because they're all bad people. Well, not all, but like, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> you may have murdered it's that like, person, but you looked good doing it. <laughs> yep. It's like the best way to glow up is to join a terrorist organization. God. I mean... <laughs> If there's one thing I'm learning from PH, it's that the best way to look cool is to become communist. So Fleming's comes there, um, Lauren freezes, and <laughs> he's opening the door. We have this light. It's like really dramatic. He has the keys, you know, creak. It's great. And Lauren's just like super panicking. She appears not to have moved. And that's where the episode ends. <laughs> I love the author's note on this one. It says, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the hottest of them all? Mirror shows Lauren in a maid costume. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, fun um, hijinks. Get some banter. Meet this new character, Lauren, doing her thing. And, oh, no, she's about to get caught. But knowing her, she's probably got some tricks up her sleeve to stay safe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, my God. I mean... <laughs> Imagine if she was found out. The story would be a lot shorter. Yeah. 
The story would be a lot shorter if she never teamed up with Kieran and just turned him in. Just wouldn't happen. Yeah. The story would be even shorter if, you know, Arthalus had not corrupt leadership as well. We can't get everything we want in life. No, we want a story, guys. We want a story. Yeah, we want we, don't, we don't want to never have heard of the Purple Eyes and we would be bereft. True. <laughs> You wouldn't be here at this very moment. No. Anyway, final thoughts on this episode before we wrap up, because we're going to move on to the next one. <laughs> a lot of fun oh. seeing um, Kieran and Bella's interactions, because obviously we met her last episode, but um, I'm intrigued about their backstory and their history. We still don't know anything about that. Well, we know some, but not a lot, at least me, because I don't pass pass, and I'm still in the early 90s episodes. So, yeah, I'm really interested in seeing that. I'm interested in seeing what Lauren learns from going snooping around in his office. And I just like, I don't know, just like banter. Banter between characters is always fun. Honestly, as of recent episodes, like not Fast Pass, but like, you know, just in general, the only character I can care about is unnamed character in Bella. I love her to death. She could step on me and I would thank her. Like, you know, she could just cut me with that golden viper venom. That'd be great. Thank you. It Capri Sun like Harvey. God. Hell yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Well, after the end of this episode, so... Thank you so much to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Lipris, Lily, Jenny, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Dahlia, Saucy Tuggles, Meg, Anne Rose, Priya, Alex, Misty, Laura, Joanne, Patty, Jen, Imilda, and Shannon. Your support is really, really appreciated. Uh-huh.